book of Genesis, book of beginnings. Uh, we're going to start off there in chapter 2. And we're going to read uh, just one verse, verse 7. We are continuing our studies about ashes and dust. I'd ask that you listen very, very carefully. Uh, if I could force you to listen, I would, but I can't, so I hope you choose. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Genesis 2, verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. So notice he formed man of the dust of the ground, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And then if you turn, please, to the book of Job, Job, uh, verse 34. Job 34, we'll begin reading in verse 12. Job 34 and verse 12. Yea, surely God will not do wickedly, neither will the Almighty pervert judgment. Who hath given him a charge over the earth, or who hath disposed the whole world? If he set his heart upon man, if he gather unto himself his spirit and his breath, all flesh shall perish together, and man shall turn again unto dust. If now thou hast understanding, hear this, hearken to the voice of my words. Let's pray. Father, we pray that you'd help us to understand we are but dust, and thou hast lent us a spirit, a breath, to fear Thee, serve Thee, honor Thee. May we treasure it. May we understand, as uh, chapter 34 says, may we make the practical application. Help us to see somehow with a, an awakening, some type of an enlightenment from, by Thy Spirit to appreciate uh, being a living soul made of dust. Give us wisdom. We yield your spirit that he would lead us as to what to say and how to say it. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We studied consciousness for quite a while. Oh, uh, this was a while back. Basically, the word conscience means to know with. So when God made us in his image... We are a living being, and we have the ability to know, not just right from wrong. So your quality of life and really your quality of your own person is what you know. It's who you know, what you know, what do you do with what you know. And one of the deepest, remember, simplicity is wrapped up in profundity and vice versa. But one of the deepest things is the breath. The breath. The Bible tells us, shall we not be in subjection unto the Father of spirits? So you have, and I have a whole study on this, basically two spirits that work in your life 
outside of the Holy Spirit. So if you're saved, you have three spirits that work in your life. So we're a trichotomy, creating the image of God, body, soul, and spirit. That's little s. Paul said in Romans 1.9, he said, I serve God with my spirit. You don't serve God with your body. You don't serve God necessarily with your soul. You serve God with your spirit that uh, the vitality or the energy that God made you in His image and you can serve Him with that spirit. So you have that spirit, the third part of man, and then you have the Holy Spirit if you're saved. Now your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit resides in your body. Out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. That's the second. But the third spirit is your breath. And a lot of people, I think, confuse the little spirit, S, and the other. You can fire up. The psalmist said, while I was musing, the fire burned. If you think deeply, it can change your spirit. And your spirit, in that sense, is the attitude in which you live life. So you could be very happy, very excited, very attentive. You could be very angry. You could be vicious. Uh, you could be vengeful or bitter. Or you could be very kind and gentle and so forth. Uh, letting the fruit of the Spirit uh, be produced in your life. But this, this breath, the Bible tells us, God lends every man and mammal, by the way, a spirit that keeps their body alive. Now, if you know, we, we talk about it all the time. I think so often we take the deepest things for granted. Uh, our involuntary functions of our body. You know, your heart beats. You don't have to think. It just beats. Your neurological system, your uh, digestive system, these types of things functions without free will but the breath we take for granted because it is something that's a part of the autonomic system it, it just we breathe whether we realize it or not and uh, you're trying to get back to what's called a fetal breathing to where you don't even know you're breathing and it's pretty scary uh, if you've ever gotten to that point uh, where you for not only quit breathing, but you let this breath take over your life. But I think a lot of times we forget how great God is and how much we should fear Him. So James 2 tells us, when just as with the body without the spirit is dead, so is faith without works is dead also. So what kills the body? when you breathe your last breath. When that breath returns to God and the loan is over, basically. You know, all of us are on uh, a loan. We owe Almighty God for everything. But keeping this body alive, it's only alive because God lent us a spirit that we breathe. We're a living soul. And that keeps the dust wet because when you when you breathe your last breath 
the, the dirt dries up. This is called real deep sermon tonight. Dirt and air. You don't get any deeper than that, by the way. Dirt and air. When you breathe your last breath, the body turns to dust. Now, He's the Father of spirits, little s, not the Holy Spirit. This is the life of the flesh. So when you think about what keeps the body alive? Well, it's oxygen. Oxygen. And so if you don't know how to breathe right, your lungs don't function right, and that works in harmony with your kidneys, and then your heart will not function properly, and all these organs that God made us miraculously, the psalmist said we're wonderfully and fearfully made. If we could understand how important it is to appreciate each breath, every breath. I remember when Brother Roloff, he used to say, we're all one heartbeat from, you know, to the lost person, you're one heartbeat from hell. And also, we're one breath from death. One. Whenever the last one's it's over. And we ought to appreciate that. We ought to treasure it. So that means we've looked at this. First world, God judged it, burned it, dust, ashes. This world, it says the elements will melt with the fervent heat dust, ashes, judgment. He will remake it, the world after this world, as we read in Ephesians 3, worlds without end. It is perpetual. It will go on and on. We looked at the last two weeks that the herb is the servant of man. So God made something to grow out of the dust that will nourish your dust. You know, all I am is... I'm just this dust preaching to dust. I know we'd like to think we're something more important than that. It's all we are. Um, but the green herb nourishes our body and it will heal our body. And as we looked at in Revelation, it says that the tree of life produces 12 manner of what? Fruit. That, and the leaves are for the healing of the nations. So if you can find out a root or a mushroom or an herb or a nut or some legume, or was that as a legume? Yeah, lentil, something, uh, or a leaf, it will heal you. It will nourish you. And anything that grows, it's the green glistening shooting forth from the earth of the dust and we, the, the verse uh, right there before uh, our text in Genesis 2 said the, the, the earth misted and God misted the earth and caused these things to grow in the garden. So you need this vitality of enough moisture from God. It's a miracle and gift of God we all take for granted. And we need the herb to consume that gives us uh, strength you need the herb to heal you, not the pharmacy. Uh, you need to go to God, and once again, there's something God made that will heal you of whatever you have if you can find out what it is. I firmly believe that. 
I know it to be true. The Bible tells us. So now we're talking about keeping the dust alive as long as we can with as high a quality of energy as we can. So the quality of breath must be lengthened and slowed by free will until you learn to breathe naturally so that you're intaking enough oxygen so that your blood is nourished, so that your kidneys function better, so your heart pumps better to all the extremities of your body and the organs so that your lungs will be nourished. So the, the goal is for this night, uh, I know these are weird studies for some of you, I live off this, is to uh, learn to breathe correctly. Now, taught this many times, uh, we, I was taught the three-stage breath uh, from China uh, 45 years ago, but we're not gonna talk about that, learning to breathe from the diaphragm and the belly and then the lungs, but the length of your breath and the slowness of it will determine how many you get. Now, a lot of people don't believe that, um, but most people pant like a dog, and I feel very sorry for them. You know, I, I we all develop bad habits. I'm being trying to be very kind tonight. It's very quiet in here, but we're not a dog. I'm creating the image of God. So you're not supposed to breathe from here. That's what most people breathe and their mouth is open, and you dry your throat, and if you think about it, the mouth is and the throat is for what? Food. It's not for breathing. And a lot of people are mouth breathers, and, and I'm not pointing the finger at anybody, but I had to learn this many, many decades ago, how to breathe right. Because when you, when you develop bad habits, Remember one of the RU principles, the best way to break a bad habit, start a good habit. You have to practice on purpose until then it becomes what you do. But if you don't, you'll continue with these bad habits. So there are three words with the same basic root word in the Hebrew of spirit. So God, or breath, God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Notice, God did not kill all the fish, because they have gills. Remember the flood of Noah, they were still swimming around. A lot of them died, you know, probably dry landed on the sides of the mountains, but uh, they don't have a soul. Uh, does it seem to have one? In an instant, Jesus fed them what? Boiled fish and honeycomb on the beach. There's a reason for that. Look it up. I know it's very quiet on that one. The, uh, the omegas and all that stuff. And, and you always see these, there's always some type of attack. That's full of mercury or that's got... The, you know, there's always something going on when there's something good. Don't, don't forget, just like the green over the field, that has pesticide, you need to go organic. 
and then you pay extra for organic, how do you really know? Do you really think they're, how do you know? I wasn't there. I, I didn't, I don't know if they sprayed it or not. We believe what's on the label. So there are three basic words. The first one is wind. And that word means to breathe, ex inhalation, exhalation, and it actually means to blow. And the Bible says that God blows with what? His nostrils. He doesn't blow with his mouth. I knew something was always wrong with blowing out your birthday candle. I just... <laughs> spitting all over the cake. People are going to eat it. You know, and study where that came from. It's totally pagan, by the way. Uh, inherited idolatry. But it, the, the wind is the breath of God. So the Holy Spirit is the breath of God. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, ye must be born again. Jesus said, we wist not how the wind bloweth, where it comes, where it goes. The Bible says the wind is in the treasuries of God. And it just comes and goes, and, and uh, we don't really understand it all. You have the jet stream, all those types of things. But Psalm 135.7, it comes from his treasuries. Job 7, 7, he said, my life is wind. That's what my life is. Okay. If you think you're a hot shot, you're one breath from death. Right. Nobody has anything to brag upon. Right. We should all fear the Lord. Amen. One breath. There was a song called The Final Countdown. A very sad, scary song. You know, we're all on the final countdown. However many you got left, when you get to the last one, God's going to take the breath. He lent it to you. Your loan will be due. And you have to learn to fear the Lord, live by faith, and have a better quality of breath. So an east wind brings a blast and a mildew. You know, and I know out there on the Oregon Trail where Miss James was from in the Eden Valley, they said the east wind was blasting. The Proverbs 25, 13 says, the north wind drieth the waters. Um, so winds from different directions are very, very important. In Job 15, 2, Eliphaz said, a wise man will not fill his belly with an east wind. Now, that seems a little strange. How can you get air in your belly? Well, you know, eat a uh, rotten zucchini. It'll get in there. But the, uh, no, you get air down in there. A lot of people gulp air. They swallow air. And there's a built-in curse when you argue with a fool. You swallow air. It's, it's very bloating in uh, nature. Very uncomfortable. So the Bible says God is so great, He rides on the wings of a cherub. And the cherub rides on the wings of the wind, and they fly upon it, and it says He blows upon it, He withholds it, 
He fills the clouds with rain. He commands them to empty the rain. So there are principles that if you argue, and you should never argue with anybody, but especially a fool, you're going to get out of sorts, uh, unbalanced, cattywampus, whatever the word is, and you're going to start sucking air. Now, have you ever heard somebody said that guy's full of hot air? Now, I know what we mean. His words are just meaningless and he talks a lot. In the multitude of words, there wanteth not sin. And there, in, it causes a lot of dreams. A lot of people have bad dreams because of bad air, bad wind. A lot of people have bad thoughts because of bad air. And a lot of people have bad digestion because of bad air and uh, Lord willing we may get to it next week I'm not sure but when you gulp your water with your food at a certain time in the wrong time you're going to get a lot of air uh, in the belly so you're supposed to have rivers of living water not air so the first one is the wind of the breath the second word is breath and it's the same word as wind, but technically it is the intellectual inspiration. So the intellectual inspiration of your life is your breath of life. And these relate to your literal physical air, but it's also the spirit by uh, which you live. So, you know, when Job was going through all of his troubles, the trials to prove the nature of faith, in chapter 17, 1, he said, my breath is corrupt. Not just because he was unhealthy and there was something wrong with his digestive system. It, it was very, very corrupt. had a terrible odor to it. And Job 19, 17, he said, my breath is strange to my wife. Now, I know that's technical, but most people know what the breath of their... Man, it's so quiet on them. The breath of your husband or wife smells like. It's very odiferous. Um, so, I'm sure it smells like French vanilla. It's very quiet in here. But it's a distinct smell. When, when you're going through tough times, your breath changes. Your digestion change. And by the way, if you yawn a lot, let's look that one up. Yawning pertains to this. Don't have time to go into that. But you have this consciousness and your level of intellect that really goes with this breathing, but also the digestion. So the third word is spirit. And that's little s spirit, not Holy Spirit. This is, the, once again, the same word, root word, but technically, this is the nature of the being. So, the Holy Spirit is what? The breath of God, the wind of God, the nature of God. God is holy. The Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit of God. In 1 John 4.1, we are commanded to try the spirits. Now, through the Word of God and by spiritual discernment and experience and yielding, you are supposed to try every spirit by the Word of God. Not with your own emotions, 
what is popular, what you've heard, what somebody said, but by the eternal Word of God, you judge righteous judgment, and there are spirits. You know, like Brother uh, Gonzalez was telling me about a woman who's a witch earlier in town, and she was trying to tell him some stuff, and she was saying some wrong things, and she's probably a, a pagan or something. Um, but uh, she's very spiritual, wrong spirit. You know, you need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will never contradict the written Word of God, the old King James. So the Spirit is the energy, but it has a quality or a character or a nature that defines who we are and how we live life. It empowers us. It fuels us. And it also has a nature. So... You know, you see some people, they're just very, very out, upgoing, outgoing, upbeat, smile, just good. And you can see it's not really, they're not faking it. That's what they are. They have a good spirit. And, and other people are resolved and they have conviction. They have a fortitude. You know it's not a put on. It's real. So when you have the breath of life, this intake outgoing vanity of vanities all is vanity all is vexation of spirit saith the preacher the inhale the exhale so when when your lungs expand if you lose the elasticity you're in big trouble uh, what's it called pulmonary fibrosis or there's other names a lot of people get hardening of the arteries my grandmother got arteriosclerosis I think it's called uh, where your arteries lose their elasticity the, and then the pulmonaries when the lungs lose the elasticity because it's like in some ways a balloon it has to expand and contract so that the air and it has blood vessels that it intakes the oxygen that's what's your the life of the flesh is in what the blood according to Leviticus 17 10 so to a large degree, the quality of your blood, which is the life of your flesh, is in the green herb of the field, which is your servant, and the breath of life, which you breathe to intake oxygen. You know, life is so simple, but we want to make it so mysterious because the answer is right in front of our face, but we want to make an excuse of why we can't change. But the, the answer is right there. Life's pretty simple. Dirt, air, green food. Breathe. Pretty simple. But a lot of, what can I do? Well, it's probably one of those things. You know, it's, it's very simple. So the Bible says that the blood is likened to the juice of a grape, uh, the fruit of the vine, the fluid of life, which makes the heart of man glad, and a merry heart doeth good like a what? Medicine. So the blood, just like if you eat grapes, will make your heart glad. Uh, certain dark berries, which are very good in antioxidant, they do other things. Your blood is likened to that. So if you have healthy blood, you're going to be happier. 
you're going to be healthier, you're going to be more energetic, and the uh, blood is made where? In the bones. So in the, uh, your marrow, and the white blood cells, the red blood cells, and, and all these things that take place, the platelets are developed, and you have the cartilage and the bone, and the Bible talks all the time about having healthy bones, you'll have a healthy life. You have healthy bones, you'll have healthy blood. And if you have a healthy breath, you'll have a healthy heart, lungs, and kidneys to do all these things in your bodily uh, functions. So with the, the, if you think about it, and the grape juice, the liquid part, is really like the plasma, the water, the salts, the protein, that's half. Then you have the solids, which is the red blood cells. They deliver the oxygen as it flows through the arteries and veins of your body to all the extremities of your body and the organs of your body. And this builds the white blood cells, which is what? Your immune system. But people don't want to take responsibility for their life. They want to wear a mask. They want to blame it on somebody who didn't wear a mask. They, they want to blame it on this or that when the reality is, I'm the only one that can breathe for me. I know this is real deep. If I could breathe for you, I would. I can't. Only you can breathe for you. And, you know, you should never sleep on your stomach unless you have pneumonia, COVID pneumonia. <laughs> uh, you know, there's certain ways you're taught to, to sleep in your bed, to breathe right. So, we're probably going to end this pretty quick because we're running out of time. But just think about it. Why do you want to live a long time? Because we know it is certain we shall all die. The wages of sin is death. Because you want the blessing of God so you can live longer to serve Him. To have a more meaningful life. Length of days, Proverbs says, and long life. So what does that mean? Many, many days. But within each of those many, many days, you get more out of each day because you have better time management. You have better fruit of the vine management. You have better air management. You know, you have quality control. It's pretty sad, isn't it? People are more worried about that than their own breathing. Uh, and so when you look at your pulmonary, your lungs, and your, your cardiovascular, your heart, these are the systems that keep your body alive. And also, your digestive, which when you eat that green fruit of the vine, that enables you to digest it, to assimilate the nutrients, so that you're healthier. So a lot of times, these side effects, well, they're not even side effects, excuse me, symptoms, of problems. The solution is simple. We just don't want it. You know, what book do I read? Uh, what documentary do I watch? What uh, pill do I take? What seminar do I attend? No, it's like, what air do you breathe? I don't know. How do you breathe the air? And what do you put in your mouth? And 
what is the quality of your bones and what is the quality of your organs and it's all determined by largely by what goes in your nose and what goes in your mouth what's supposed to go in your mouth food what's supposed to go in your nose air when you get those reverse you know and all you got to do is admit I'm a mouth breather just you know just admit it I'm a mouth breather I have a bad habit I breathe through my mouth and then just practice slightly pressing your lips and start breathing through only your nose and and when you do that you're going to see something change I'm telling you practice after you do it it will become natural muscle memory it'll just be what you do and you'll be much more healthier that's just a point and uh, I know this may seem strange to you but I love you I care about you I want you to be healthy and you know we just read it when God takes away the spirit you turn into dust so I'll read it to you again if he set his heart upon man if he gather unto himself his spirit and his breath all flesh shall perish together and man shall turn again unto dust if now thou hast understanding hear this hearken to the voice of my words. All right, let's stand.